0: Hey, y'all. This is Philip Harris coming to you from the Granite Outpost up here in New Hampshire. This is the first episode of Jack's Rangers, a New England Free Jack's fan podcast. Got a huge podcast for you today. Tons of content. I got my buddy Dave McVeigh coming on here shortly. Dave does some really good beginner rugby Free Jack's related videos He shows some plays on the pitch and then kind of breaks down what's happening for beginners of rugby. Very cool. Also, I wanted to let you know that we've got one of the biggest guests that we could possibly get for the Free Jacks fan podcast here. Everybody's favorite, Spider, the best Free Jacks fan is going to be on this podcast in the first episode. I've got an interview with him later on. So I'm very excited. I've got my Baxter Coastal Haze Hazy IPA. I've done Crack That Bad Boy Open. Let's get it. Like I said, guys, I've got a great episode for you here for episode one. That intro right there was a really good deal. It's a hell of a deal. As a matter of fact, $25 on Fiverr. I'd say that uh, that was well worth uh, the money on that. I just wanted to run through the name of the podcast real quick. What is in a name? Of course, Jack's Rangers is named after Witscombe's Rangers, uh, which was a part of the New Hampshire line during the American Revolutionary War. Of course, our own beloved Free Jacks use the nickname as a, a callback to our history in this area of rich American Revolutionary War history, just like the New England Patriots and the New England Revolution. So I wanted to tie in the name with something historical. So Jacks Rangers is based off of Whitscomb Rangers, which were active from 1776 until 1781, a part of the New Hampshire line. They were involved in the Battle of Bennington. These folks were the toughest of the tough when it comes to Revolutionary War soldiers, in my opinion, of course. These guys scouted the enemy. They did recon they were, you know, the special forces of the day, and uh, they used different tactics as opposed to just outright fighting, you know, such as ambushing and stuff like that. If you've ever seen the movie uh, The Patriot, that is the southern version of uh, Whitscombe's Rangers. So pretty cool. Moving right along here, wanted to let you know who I am. Again, my name is Phil Harris. If you can't tell by the accent, uh, it's kind of coming through a little bit here. I've been living in New Hampshire for 11 years up here in the, uh, the Granite State. The, uh, the Granite Outpost, as I like to call it, as it relates to the Free Jacks. Originally from North Carolina, born and raised. I went to the University of South Carolina. I played rugby there a little bit, drank a lot of beer, you know, <laughs> maybe more beer than rugby, drank, uh, drank more, a lot more beer than played rugby. But my love for rugby Really um, started in when I was about 17 years old. I actually found uh, on the internet learning about the game of rugby just randomly. So I found some websites and learned the game. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I'm, I'm from rural North Carolina, about 30 miles outside of Charlotte. And uh, nobody had ever heard of rugby from where I came from in my high school, at least. So I actually went on to eBay and I I bought a rugby ball and brought it to school one day in high school. It kind of caught on from there. Like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I actually started a little... I don't know if you want to call it intramural team. We didn't know what we were doing back then. You know, we were just kind of learning the rules as we went along. Amazingly enough, we had two New Zealand uh, high schoolers that had moved from New Zealand to my little small town outside of Charlotte. So random. And they kind of helped teach us the game a little bit. They were refereeing at times. I don't think they did a lot of playing, which is interesting. You know, we got about, I don't know, 20, 30 people together at at, at the height of this and um, played actually uh, pulled a John Poland and kick somebody in the face accidentally as I was trying to clear out a ball. No four-game suspension for me that uh, magically gets overturned, thank goodness. That kind of fizzled out. I was looking into what local teams were near me. So as a 17-year-old kid, I actually was driving from Kings Mount, like I said, about 30 miles after school to Charlotte, North Carolina, which is the biggest town in the Carolinas and the biggest town near me by far to play with Charlotte Rugby Football Club, the older originals, as they're called. Um, so I played with them as a 17-year-old and they... <laughs> Can you imagine, you know, being somebody that uh, in the early 2000s, it's like 30 something years old and, and really good at rugby because, you know, back then, Charlotte, I don't know how they're doing now. I hope they're doing the best that they possibly can do. But back then, they were really trying to break into being one of the top teams in the country. So can you imagine them being like, who is this kid that's showing up here at 17 years old wanting to play rugby? Because, of course, you know, back then, and it's still kind of the case today, a lot of people are introduced to rugby in this country uh, in college. And then they, after college, if they want to continue on, uh, if they're not good enough to go until, you know, thank God we have the MLR draft now, but if they're not good enough to be attached to a team in the MLR, they just go play to play for a men's club. So I did that pre-college. So they must've been looking at me like I had three heads. So I played, you know, there for about a year. And then I went on to the University of South Carolina, playing for them a little bit on their B side. Well, I mean, I wasn't the best player in the world or anything like that. I always thought that would be a better coach. Yeah, fast forward many years later, here I am in New Hampshire. I was one of the first people that got involved with the Free Jacks in terms of purchasing uh, the season ticket as a founding member. I was, I've been told that I'm founding member number four. So that's pretty cool. Happy that they're here I remember, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, it seems like forever now because we haven't had a home game in a while, but I remember feeling a little emo- emotional about the game prior to it because, you know, you look back at your life and I'm not saying that I'm old or anything like that. I'm just thinking, you know, from my chance encounter of finding rugby on the internet and buying a rugby ball and getting people involved with a intramural team, whatever you want to call it, in high school and then continuing on to now uh, as a 30-something year old man Now we finally have a team that we can root for. Um, It's so cool. And so, you know, I've tried to be as active as I can on social media. I've always considered myself a rugby evangelist and just trying to spread the good word of rugby whenever I can. And I know my friends, you know, kind of roll their eyes at this point every time I bring up rugby. But, you know, it's such a I mean, I don't have to tell you people you're tuning in right now. It is an amazing sport. And the players are special, and you know the coaching staff, especially in the Free Jacks organization, from top to bottom, these people are the best of the best. So you know it's it's really cool to be able to do this. Um, I'm pretty sure, I mean, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. We're the first to do this um, as a fan podcast for the Free Jacks. I'm very proud about that to bring this uh, to the airwaves. If you call it the podcast world, there we go. So I wanted to give a couple shout-outs before we continue. My buddy Chris from the Spurs Up show in Columbia, South Carolina. I am an unapologetic Gamecock. I always will always love Carolina athletics. Uh, Chris has done an amazing job down there with you know, gaining a huge fan base and audience for what he does in the podcasting world and, and video world and content creation, I think is the best way that he would describe it now. And he has helped me uh, with this process and this, this decision to pursue this. I uh, also want to give a big shout out to the big guy, Scott, from the Rugby Rant. Um, Scott is a, I like to call him the New Jersey Roosters now, but he's a he's a Rooney supporter. God bless him, uh, bless his heart. But he was looking for people to, you know, uh, come on his show. And I reached out to him and I said, I would be happy to do it. And I mentioned that I'm Pursuing this podcast thing uh, with the Free Jacks here, uh, doing a Free Jacks fan podcast, and he was like, "If you ever need anything, let me know." So I've been talking his ear off about how to properly do all of this, and he's just been amazing. Uh, I told him, you know, I'm I'm sitting on the sho- the shoulder of a giant. You know, he, he's been doing his thing for a while with the um, Rooney Boosters podcast and the Rugby Rant. Um, so I appreciate his help tremendously. And finally, Joe from the Three Bod Rugby Group, who's been working with the Free Jacks with their uh, videos with social media. He's been a great help. He's doing great things out there in Ireland. Everything that he's done for the Free Jacks and, you know, I've talked to him I've, um, and I hope to be on his watch-alongs that are coming up next month. Um, that'll be a special thing. So check out the Three Bod Rugby Group Facebook page and everything that they do with YouTube, the watch-alongs. Um, so this is the point in the show where I wanted to mention, you know, hey, we've got social media presence now uh, for the podcast. So any fan questions questions, Comments, concerns, uh, reach out to me at jacksrangersshow at gmail.com. On Facebook, you can like the Facebook page at Jacks Rangers. Twitter actually suspended me. I just signed up for Twitter. Um, I always joke with Chris, my buddy from the Spurs Up Show, and say, oh, Twitter's a swamp. I don't want to go on Twitter. It's so negative on there. So I finally sign up with the podcast here, Jacks Rangers. So, twitter.com slash jacks rangers and i'm liking or excuse me following everything that i can possibly do within the first you know couple hours so i'm following uh, rugby players rugby teams you know mags anybody i can find dallin from the free jacks uh, the voice of the free jocks and finally i get this little notification that, oh, your account's suspended. We're we're suspecting you to be a robot. Well, I'm not a robot. I'm just very eager to follow as many people as possible. So no big deal, right? So uh, they send me um, to a link where I can, you know, put in my phone number and they'll send a, a stupid code and I've tried it about 20 times and by God, no code is coming to me. So that's a little frustrating. So right now I'm suspended on Twitter. I didn't tell somebody to go F off or anything like that. It's just, I was too eager to follow all of my rugby brothers and sisters on Twitter. And coming soon, jacksrangers.com, folks. I'm working on that myself. I'm using Squared Space. Uh, Not a sponsor, but uh, I'm working through that right now. It's going to take a little bit of time, but bear with me on that. But everything else, check me out on Facebook jacks rangers that's up and running send me questions comments praise tell me to go f myself on jacks rangers show at gmail.com and everybody says this you know that it was coming at some point rate five stars like and subscribe if you enjoy the show the first episode here of jacks rangers give it a like a thumbs up whatever you know platform you're on i'm going to send it out to you as much as i can um do the the thing uh i appreciate it thank you very much So coming up, I'm hoping that he's going to be a frequent guest as uh, you can't see me right now, but I've got the the prayer hands up to the heavens. I'm hoping that uh, Dave will come on as a uh, a frequent guest of the Jack's Rangers because he has such a technical mind about kind of breaking everything down here. Really excited to have Dave on the podcast. And here we go. All right, guys, I've got Dave here with us. He has a uh, YouTube channel uh, where he does basic uh, beginner rugby videos. And I'm going to let Dave uh, just quickly introduce himself. Uh, Plug all of your stuff, Dave, for me, if you don't mind.
1: Um, Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So my name's Dave. Uh, I live in the Boston area. I've been involved in the rugby community here for quite some time, 10 years or so, uh, all through Charles River Rugby Club, uh, where I've been a vice president uh secretary president uh coach and now old boys liaison so still pretty involved there um and uh i just started up a youtube channel aimed at people maybe who have a lot of interest in local sports but don't know too much about rugby or those old boy players who maybe lost track of all the rule changes you know since they stopped playing um, just explaining some of the basics uh, of the game uh for an audience who want to learn those simple things rugby has a lot of laws and often you'll, you know, you'll watch three or four games before a particular law affects an outcome or causes a penalty. And it can, it can be pretty confusing. Um, so hoping to alleviate some of that, uh, frustration for the audience. Uh, and that's Yeti poet, uh, rugby. Um, the YouTube channel is, uh, Yeti poet rugby. Um, so if people want to check that out, uh, feel free. Uh, it's been pretty positively received. I've been really encouraged by it, honestly. So thank you to everybody who's watched and enjoyed it and had kind things to say. Um,
0: yeah, you have a very tactical mind for rugby, man. It's really impressive. If you're like the, uh, Albert Einstein of rugby, man.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's very, that's very kind. I'm uh, kind of a dork. Um, and I, <laughs> I stumbled into coaching just by, there was a coaching workshop, uh, in Boston, in the Boston area and I decided to go just because I thought like the idea of learning more about rugby for eight hours was great. Like that was an awesome way to spend a Saturday, just sit in a class. Um, they're kind of few and far between. So I got my level 100 coaching certification for that reason. I'd gotten a referee certification years before for the same reason, just because yeah, I'll sit in a class and learn about the rules that I would probably make me a better player. Um, I know a lot of people would like to correct me and say it's laws, not rules, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to use them interchangeably. And so is 90% of the people that you meet who are involved in the rugby community. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was really just kind of an interest in um, learning more. I'm really a club guy. I didn't play at the college level. Uh, when I was 20, I started playing for my local rugby club, which was down in Connecticut at that time, New London County Rugby. Um, So that was 18 years ago, I've been involved in club rugby since then. And club rugby players will know that coaching can be a little bit hit or miss at the club level. It's not always consistent, there's a lot of turnover. Um, So uh, you just kind of catch as catch can. And I was really had a lot of gaps in what I knew about rugby, even though I'd played for a long time that kind of led me to that. Um, And then from there, I had my certification, my club needed a coach. And um, I stepped in, coached for three years, had a lot of fun. Really focused on just trying to make practice um, interesting, uh, intellectually for the players. You know, they 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 had a chance to learn about laws that they might not know about, and uh, learn what to do in different situations and stuff. So with the free jack starting up, I thought it would be a lot of fun just to bring that. I'd retired from coaching thanks to to COVID. My last spring season, I was already planning on stepping away, and then you know it just got. Got chopped, so it was a very abrupt end, and so I shifted a lot of that attention from my club to kind of the Free Jacks, and got involved in looking at all their offseason roster moves, and you know got really hyped for their for their season. I was already excited last season. I'm a you know season ticket holder, founding member, and all that, but really, really got juiced for this this upcoming 2021 season. Like I, I you know or well current 2021, but then upcoming. Like I know a lot of people did so. Oh.
0: Me too, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that kind of spun into the the YouTube channel. I was, uh, you know, really excited after that first match and just kind of wanted to do something with the energy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cool, man. Um, so I just wanted to go over a couple things before we jump into the rapid reactions of what happened around the league. Um, the round six it was an offensive explosion. That's what everybody's saying. Defense was pretty much just optional. So that's kind of yep. cool. Um I love to see the goal line defensive stands, but you know, running rugby is is a great marketable thing for people that don't know much about it. They can just see people with the ball in their hand and, and, and exploiting space, and you've got them hooked for the most part. It's very exciting to see, obviously.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's exciting for anybody. You know, everybody everybody can recognize like a big a big dominant hit. Everybody can recognize somebody hitting a gap really well and taking space that's available. So I I agree. I think that's a really really good point.
0: Totally. Um, so I did want to shout out the rugby network real quick because they finally added the Roku app. Um, so I, I, guess I'm just an old man because I don't want to watch games on my phone or on my laptop. And I have a smart you know, TV that I use as a monitor, but it's in the office here. So I want to be on my couch. Uh, so I, I just happened to pull it up today. I'm like, I'm going to watch some highlights. I'm hoping that they have it on the Roku in the, in the, in the living room there. And they did. As of today, so that's really exciting.
1: Um, Perfect timing, you gotta love it.
0: Uh, they're not a sponsor, but hey, uh, the rugby network, if you want to sponsor us, hey, cheap, affordable rates right here. Um, (laughs) let's see what else we got here. Did you see the strange video that the prejacks put out about something is waking up? Have you seen that one yet?
1: I did, I did. Um, I'm not really sure what that is. I know there are a couple players who've been in really nebulous, um, Place in terms of all their paperwork and documentation coming to the U.S. from overseas. Uh, so there's always a possibility that it's, it's one of those guys that we've heard about but not seen, you know, like the Jack Rams out there. Um, I believe there's one more South African prop that they're waiting on. Um, I'm not certain about that. I should have should have looked it up probably to be certain. I know Mr. Kemp
0: um, is, is still out there um, waiting to come in with the uh, the visa issues and that sort of thing so that could be him i don't know though because did they really do any hype up videos for these guys that are uh, in that mysterious way i don't i can't remember them doing that before so i kind of lean away from player i'm thinking maybe mascots like a live one perhaps you know a lot of the teams around the league have Uh. you know uh, what is the the big the big Dartmouth word that starts with an A where like it's an animal but they're acting oh, human.
1: Yeah. Anthropomorphic.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. So
0: maybe that's down the pipeline and that could be an or it just be could be just Mags lost in the woods somewhere in New Hampshire and just gonna emerge.
1: <laughs> it's always possible. It's always possible. It's really fun being a, a fan of a team with Mags involved because he is uh yeah. having fun first and foremost all the time, right? And that's really what what you want to do as a fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, he's not some sort of uh, executive stiff, you know, up in like the clubhouse somewhere, avoiding the fans and just being, you know, some soup. Uh He's he's a delight. He really yeah, is.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: For sure. Okay, so we're going to jump into rapid reaction with um, round six um, scores. So, oh yeah, I forgot to do this. Let me crack this bad boy open. <laughs>
1: I need this at this point. <laughs> well earned.
0: Yes, sir. Okay. So we had NOLA Gold and uh, Rugby ATL. Um, Rugby ATL won that one 38 to 28. Um, I wrote down hard fault match, uh, very back and forth. And I also wrote down, why do I turn my nose up at Rugby ATL's name and not NOLA Gold's? Because it's kind of the same concept, right? Where it's it's, um, New Orleans, Louisiana, NOLA. And then right. the ATL. Why do I, I I accept NOLA? Maybe it's just because their nickname is gold. I, I, any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I don't know. The NOLA branding is on point, right? I mean, those, those Mardi Gras colors are great. Uh, that's certainly everybody's first thought when they think of New Orleans is... You know, Mardi Gras, Jazz, Bourbon Street, right? That's where you're at. Great food, great people, great music. And uh, the jerseys are fun. Atlanta, the ATL, I think maybe is more popular there than the rest of the country. I think that might kind of explain part of the reaction. Um, Everybody knows NOLA, but not everybody calls Atlanta the ATL or ATL. Uh, I do like that they've leaned into what I think was fan driven with rugby ATL, RATL being the Rattlers from their preseason. And and they really like run with it. Like, yep, we're the Rattlers. It's the snake pit. Like, let's do it. Get the community involved.
0: My whole thing is like, I think it would just be better if it was. This is just, I guess, the traditional guy in me. is like Atlanta Rattlers. Can we not just do that? Whatever. I mean, it, every team and every market has their own thing it's just uh, again i turn my nose up to the a- atl over gold that's all i gotta say about it <laughs> any, any thoughts about the match real quick just a
1: 17- yeah i had i said back and forth as well it was a great match uh i mean they really traded the lead a bunch of times um credit to both teams uh atlanta finished in the last 20 you know that's what what wins games there they put up those those 10 points i think they're Uh, and that, and that seal it. uh, Atlanta has a a lot of, they did a lot of kick and chase in this game, um, which, you know, generates chaos and chaos is fun, I think in rugby. So it was, it may that, that helped make it a good match too.
0: It's fun to watch too. Chaos, the the organized chaos. Um, next one on here, we've got, uh, San Diego Legion and the Guiltinis. Uh, actually, I don't want to call them the Guiltinis. Let me strike that just LA, (laughs) not a fan of that name at all. And I don't think anybody is even their own fans are just like, okay, I'll, I'll support it. But this is dumb. Um, 17 to 49, oh, excuse me, 45, just ran away with it. Um, my notes on that is 21 points by LA in the first 12 minutes.
1: Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a little bit of a misery match for San Diego, right? You're, you're going to stay in it. They, they fought, they squeaked out 17 points, you know, um, from that point on, it's only 24 to 17. That's a lot more even of a scoreline, but LA is the kind of team that, uh, you can't give them. 12 minutes to score 21 points, you know, like they're, they're going to take it. If you give it to them, uh, they're clinical. They just, they're, they're finishers and uh, uh, that's what they did to San Diego. They they just capitalize on mistakes, those guys, and they put you in situations where you're going to make mistakes. I mean, that box formation they use lining up behind the scrum for that one play was just, I mean, that's gnarly. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, coaches dream up, you know, in the, in the, the the sauna after a, a weird practice where they're like we need to do something really weird we're gonna line up in a square um but it worked they they scored a try off of it it was a beautiful move um they're doing things that no other team in the league is doing and uh if you're if you're only going to choose like one other team's match to watch other than the free jacks watch the Giltinis because they are Uh, you know, people may have problems with the, the name and uh, I think the branding is on point, the martini glass, the pink and the blue, you know, that's LA. That's the, I like leaning in to, to the, yeah, you know, we're LA. We don't, it's, it's cocktails, not beer. Right. Sure. Go for it. Uh, it it works for LA, you know, they're doing something right. Yeah. Um,
0: I just, I want to hate them because of the Boston, LA Celtics, Lakers,
1: yeah, it's classic rivalry.
0: For sure. Uh, For sure. Um I looking through the the crystal ball here, does LA lose a game in the regular season all year in your opinion?
1: Maybe. I said um on I think in the comments of uh, another podcast uh this week that it's probably Austin who has the best bet uh to beat them. Uh, just looking at stats cuz Austin has, has the best defense. Same, Same owner, yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah. Um but they have Austin. Austin has a really effective defense, and that's the only way you're going to beat LA is you're going to have to stop them from putting up 50 points. Right. You can't if they put up 50 points, you're not you're not going to beat them because their defense is good too. So you have to bring you have to bring your D. You really got to shut them down, limit them to, you know, 20, 24 points. Then maybe it's anybody's game. Yeah. Um, so. We'll see. They're nasty though. I'm really grateful that the Free Jacks played in week 1. That's when you want to play those guys. Get it get it done right out of the gate and then you just worry about the rest of your schedule. So that's, you know, kind of advantageous. And I think we could see San Diego with a little bit of an edge this weekend. We can talk about that more later, but uh, you know, playing one of those teams like that can kind of it's not fun, but it can hone your 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 edge a little bit as a team. And you, you got to
0: rally, you got to circle the wagons after that, but we'll, yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, we uh, saw the Free Jacks do it, and so yeah. we'll see. We'll see if, Sandy, if San Diego does it.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, so we've got Houston Saber and Utah Warriors, forty-three to fifty. Utah winning, almost a hundred points scored in that one, my friend. What do you think?
1: Yeah, the, I mean it's bananas. The highlights are just the whole match. It's just <laughs> no, you know, you start scoring at the beginning and you don't stop. Yeah. Um. When when nobody's playing defense, the team that has Mike Teo wins. That's the that's the story on that match. Like, yep, Mikey Teo, uh, was it you know, scored? Uh, top of my head, I think two tries set up, set up like three. Right. If you count more than just the pass right before, I think you had another one that he set up. Um, he's just a force, uh, and he and he's real fun to watch. He's another guy who who is entertaining on the pitch.
0: He is my favorite player, at, you know, outside of the Free Jacks organization, and it's kind of been that way for years. I'm like, this guy is unbelievable what a player. I have a musket size pants tent for this guy. I wouldn't, <laughs> jacks. I really do. I really do. I love that guy. And when he, when we saw him in the, the first home game with the free Jacks, I was just like, he's going to score at some point. It's just, it's going to happen. And he, he did right there at the death. And I literally shouted out Mikey effing tail, but I didn't say effing. I, I said yeah.
1: That. Yep. Yeah. I saw a few fans like giving him a hard time and it was just uh it was kind of unreal. It's a little bit, not rugby, you know, taunting people from the stands and uh, moreover, it's Mike Teo. Of all the people you're going to make fun of on the field, that's that's not the guy, yeah. Um, yeah. you know.
0: So next up, we've got the Toronto Arrows against uh, Rugby United, New Jersey. Let's call them that just for <laughs> <laughs> I
1: very proudly told a friend of mine uh, just this week. I was like, oh, you'll be happy to know the New York rugby team is now playing in New Jersey.
0: It's just meant to be with all of the other franchises playing in New Jersey, uh, the Jets and the Giants. Um yep. Yeah, so Toronto, very happy for them, uh, going out with 53. So they've uh, scored, scored over 100 points in two weeks. That's incredible for Toronto. Good for them.
1: Yeah, scariest team in the East, I think. I mean, they're at the top of the table, so the the numbers back it up. Um, they are 3-3, uh, three and three, only have a five-point lead on the Free Jacks, who were in last, right? It's a, it's a tight league. Yeah. Um, it was a good match. Uh dylan Fawcett, the hooker kicked the ball just booted it down the the pitch at one point like 80 meters off a of line out chased it the whole way toronto gets the ball runs it back the full 80 meters anytime anytime you cover the length of the the pitch twice in a minute that's that's pretty even if nobody scores that's it's entertaining rugby watch. oh for
0: sure yeah
1: it was a, it was a good match
0: uh it's good to see new york lose at, at anything i don't care if it's pickleball or <laughs> Um, you love to see New York getting their butt whooped. Um, thanks, Toronto. We appreciate that. Um, a lot of people picked them Toronto to be uh, the victor at the end of all this uh, for the, at least for the Eastern Conference. And yeah. they had the, they have the COVID issues where they're not in Toronto, they're actually in Atlanta. Um, so it's good to see them. I'm no fan of yours by any means, but it's, it's just nice it's a nice story to see them kind of find themselves and play to their potential after all of this uh, chaos that's been happening with the pandemic.
1: Yeah, definitely. Overcoming tough circumstances is always just a good story. It's good narrative. So good for those guys for toughing it out.
0: The next one on this list, and I pulled this from the, uh, the league, um, or the league, uh, schedule is the Free jacks but we'll skip over that one for that for now. Um, we've got the AGs in Seattle, 42 to 15, uh, Seattle getting their butt whooped by the AGs. Um, what has happened with Seattle? I mean, last year, the COVID shortened year, they weren't playing well. And now they're just in the dumps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite a turn, uh, for two time champions, right? It's definitely organizational. It seems like they have a lot of talent on that team. Um, still, even if there's been some personnel changes, uh, I don't feel like the qualities dropped t- tremendously. Um, Rory Best getting involved to kind of test the waters around his coaching is a pretty cool development. I was telling a friend just today, you know, don't despair, Got one of the all time greats coming in. And you never know, it's, you know, maybe it's a 5050. Maybe it's a crapshoot as to wh- what he can really do. We don't know. It's not like he has a big track record, but there's a lot of potential there. Um, it's going to generate interest. If nothing else, it's, it's pretty exciting. And I'm looking forward to seeing what is stronger, the, the power of his injuries to keep him from playing or his frustration, frustration tolerance, as if yeah. Seattle <laughs> continues to flounder. <laughs> and he, it just I just really hope we see some shots of him where he's, you know, on the sidelines, just chomping at the bit, yeah. just, just absolutely grinding his teeth, wishing he was out there so he could, he could lay somebody flat.
0: Yeah, Rory, it could be a long season, lad. So hang in there. Yeah. Um, let me see here. So it's nice to see the AGs, um, the punching bag of the league, what two years ago, you know, kind of winning some games here. That's kind of cool to see.
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh, it's this- good. It's good to have parity, and it's good to see teams, you know, rise and fall and trade places. So while it is, you know, a little bit bizarro world to think for a couple of years ago about a scoreline like this, right? Champion Seattle getting toasted by Austin. Um, I think what's happening is the level of play is just steadily rising across the league year over year. And we're seeing that to some degree. I think that that's part of what's happening with Seattle is that some other teams have continued to improve, maybe just at a faster rate than they have.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's good to see um, the improvements uh, with that organization. It's great. It must be great to be Adam Gilchrist. Right. He's a <laughs> He's got two teams that are doing really well good for him if you want to sponsor the show Adam, just hit me up uh jacks rangers show at gmail.com
1: jacks jacks gill rangers is what it'll be (laughs) soon i guess if you if you get that sponsorship he's gonna get naming rights you know it
0: have to pay a lot of money for me to do that but uh, hey he's got it so come on come on down adam um so finally unfortunately we have to talk about the game last week uh the Free jacks losing to old glory dc Thirty-five to twenty-two. Um, my thoughts, real quick: the first eight minutes, not bad, not bad. Uh, looked promising. Yeah, looked very promising. I think they were trying to do the 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 thing that they had done in previous games, where they they you know quickly got down there and tried to score within the first couple of minutes. Um, they were having a little bit of issues putting the ball into the try zone, but they finally got there. Um, some positives to take away: two tries from my boy Dougie Fife. And by the way, Fife, instrument of the American Revolution, is that a coincidence? I don't think so. I don't
1: Serendipity.
0: Think- <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's my favorite player, by the way. Um, I, I, I think he's such a huge pickup for the Free Jacks, um, and he's just doing his thing in the, in the backs there. Uh, second half looked a little better, but um, not so great with the final score there. Um, I had a comment uh, on the supporters' Facebook group there, where I had mentioned it, you know, somebody needs to be yelling in faces at halftime because this does not look like Free Jacks Rugby. Um, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I found it a little bit frustrating. I was um, very surprised at how dominant the DC set piece was. Mm-hmm. Um, scrums were a problem. Lineouts, uh, lineouts not, not lifting and jumping as much as malls. The mall was a problem. Um, We've seen the Free Jacks sometimes able to stop the driving mall, um, at least, you know, capably, even if it's not a bread and butter thing for them. Um, It was seemed a little bit tougher against D.C. I know they've made a lot of moves to shore that up. The commentators talked about that a lot in the match, Um, but uh, it's not good. And there were just too many penalties. Uh, The Free Jacks have been giving up uh, a lot of penalties, leading the league in cards um, with eight seven yellows and a red uh, and it is not impossible to win a rugby match when you're doing that but you're certainly making it a lot harder than it has to be yeah. um, and they really we've been saying it all season that the discipline needs to improve you know and at first the first three matches you're knocking off the rust um at this point i know some of the penalty count from this match was from that scrum dominance um uh, that dc brought and that's just a, that's just an effect of that one of the things it does is generates more penalties than you would otherwise get uh, we have seen some of the kind of boneheaded penalties go away fall to the wayside um and that's that's been good so i think the discipline has actually improved um but in this match you just every time the free jacks did something right um, something went wrong dc <clears throat> they kicked really well off their penalties. They took they ate they gobbled up the free jacks the territory the territory the free jacks won um really efficiently. Uh and it just made it impossible for New England to score. Um
0: Yeah. It's it's just difficult, you know. There was a lack of discipline from the past games. It kind of reared its ugly head again. Um I had mentioned there was, it seemed like a lack of interest in the game overall from the players and the first half there, <clears throat> which we haven't seen previously. I mean, I could be wrong. They, 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 they there was obviously effort there, but I, I don't know. There was some sort of disconnection between the first half and the second half. And that first half didn't look good. It didn't look like free Jacks rugby. Um, they weren't taking it to uh, DC very much. Um, they were playing on the back foot after the first eight minutes and, it, it just looked odd. Um, we hadn't seen that all year, and it was concerning for sure. Now, I want to be positive, obviously. Um, I'm not hitting the panic button at all on this, but what is the identity of this team?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I think it's really interesting um, to look at what we do well and what we aren't doing at a level that, that maybe other teams are doing. Um, so I think we have – I think it's a brave team. I think we play rugby in a way that shows a lot of confidence in um our team and its abilities., uh, we do a lot of kicking to space from Waka, you know, in the back um, on those those ping pong battles to what we've really started to see, which is the the with Fife at thirteen, you know, we saw those two little darting, uh, kicks behind the line um, that generated that generated some scores. That's, that's really cool. And that's, that's a very brave way to play, play rugby. That's something you really didn't see teams. Uh, I mean, you know, tactics wax and wane, but that has not been vogue um, until recently, uh, because defensive systems have gotten so good um, that low percentage poke kick, you know, through the charging defense has, has gotten a lot more attractive. Um and, you know, it, it, it might only be a 10% play, but 10% starts to look pretty good when, you know, they're choking off your ability to, to get the ball wide and uh, you can't really introduce any creativity. Um, I, I like that. I think Poland is providing a pretty good uh, platform, a very good platform. It's an easy thing to sleep on, but he really – his pass off the ruck is, is great. Um, and he, he's delivering that for Boyle really well. Um, but we're not breaking the line on attack very consistently. We have a pretty low line break, uh, stat. And one of the reasons is that we do more of that kicking. You know, we don't just have a run at the line, run at the line sort of attack. Um, so sometimes you have to be careful with stats that you're not, you know, just seeing an artifact of, of a coaching choice or a tactical decision and then interpreting that as a weakness. So, you know, a, a grain of salt on that line break stat because I don't think that's necessarily what our offense is trying to do. Um, but uh, the the discipline is really killing us. We we are we are good at kicking and pressuring. Um, we can turn over the ball uh, as well as anybody in the league. We're up there with L. A. and Toronto and turnovers. I mean, we are we are running with the big dogs at the breakdown. Um, and that's great. It's really cool. We have won matches because of that. You know, uh, two yellow card gold line stand where we poach the ball at the breakdown. That's not supposed to happen. Right. Um, and that's a really, really cool thing uh, for the Free Jacks to be doing. Sure. So the turnover is working. The creative kicking is working. Um, terrio- territorial kicking is working. I love Waka as a fullback. I love that it lets Fife play on the wing mm-hmm. or in the centers. Um, you have Fife as a backup if you need him. Um, uh, I think I think Waka is is kind of my sleeper player. His ability to make cover tackle cover tackles um, and to tackle uh, difficult players to tackle in difficult situations is fantastic. He wraps around guys' knees like a python and he does not let go. Um, it is a real skill. It's something that I'm sure he has spent a ton of time working on, and he has really perfected it. Um, that is the fullback you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's a lot of elements to seize on. Um, for for positivity, uh, in there, um, I think that's the team that we are. Um, the problem is that what we need to add to that is a little bit more cohesive system defense. Okay. Um, you know our breakdown work. That's all. That's mostly individual efforts. That's guys being really good at targeting available balls, a ball that is poachable. You know, knowing when okay. to go for that, yep. um, and then just having good technique in doing it. It's it's mental and physical skills both to to generate all those turnovers. Okay. Um, what we need to do is maybe stitch up some holes in the defense in, I like our rush defense. I like cutting the ball off, keeping it from going wide. Um, I think it's, I think it's a good way to shut down a lot of teams in the league. Um, but when that happens. And we have Waka covering on those tackles when they get outside that rush because you have to have your fullback coming over and covering them because they're going to have an overload usually. Yeah. Um, you're, you're trying to stop them from using an overload that they know they have uh, with speed. Yeah. Uh, and we have speed and we have physicality. Um, Alecki and uh, Puasa Wakanabao are uh, great in the midfield. They're doing that really effectively. They're coming up. Um, but – uh teams are kicking behind it a little bit we saw that with san diego at our our home match you know where they um just like us are kicking kicking through it um so maybe uh, a little bit of room for improvement there for sure. um and just just you know giving up too many points some of that's on penalties uh penalties that lead to driving malls have kind of killed us a little bit um but but I like them. I like them a lot. It's real fun. It's a it's a fun flavor of rugby to, to watch. Um, yeah. And it's it's I'm I'm so pleased that we are playing creative, fun rugby Um, and not just, you know, grinding it up. I love the forwards, but not just giving it to the forwards 12 phases in a row yeah. until we see the perfect alignment of defense that we want, right. yeah. you know, and then unleashing the dragon um that's that that might be a really good way to to win at the international level but it's not necessarily the rugby I want to watch you know my home team play every weekend you know winning is winning is great and winning is is fun but you know it's not like LA is using that kind of style to win you don't you clearly don't have to be that flavor of team to win in this league so I'm glad we're not you know emulating that kind of maybe not a broken model but a, a, a rusted model
0: yeah. offense baby let's fuck let's go
1: <laughs> yeah yeah let's score score all the points
0: yeah let's, yeah let's light it up um what which loss is worse nola or dc uh
1: i think i think for me nola hurts more because uh, dc was dc was a lot uglier but nola i feel like you focus on on those, you know, maybe 40% of matches that could go either way. You got 30%, you're going to win. Not quite no matter what you do, but, you know, they're in the bag. And you got 30%, you're, you know, you could play almost mistake-free and, and you might lose that match. And you got the 40% in the middle. And I feel like NOLA was the 40% in the middle for sure. It was right in the middle. That, that was That was super winnable. And so it hurts. Um, you know, we and Conradi had a great uh, try saving tackle where he pushed the ball carrier into touch and uh free Jack's didn't get the call. I'm not one to complain about referees or refereeing. You do not get all the calls yeah. uh, in rugby or in life. And that's one of the ways that rugby emulates, emulates life and makes us better at dealing with life. Right. <laughs> you don't always get the calls. It's not always fair. Um, it, it's, not always fair. it's not always fair. So um you know that it is what it is I think it was pretty clear that he was uh in touch but Nola wins the game you know you have to give it to him it should it shouldn't have been uh margin that narrow right that's what you say as a coach well maybe that was those five points but you shouldn't have needed those five points you should have you know there's a hundred other things you could have done and that's then that's true Mm -hmm. um but but it hurts yeah (laughs) it hurts to see a match like that lost
0: every loss hurts when you're so passionate about your team of course um is this a must-win this week? You know, transitioning
1: into the next game. Um, I think, I think looking at the table, it has to be a must-win, right? When you're in last place, every match, every match is a must-win, um, and especially when you're in last place with such a narrow gap between you and first place, right? This is this can be a turning point. Um, going down three matches is isn't going to end uh, a season, but going down three in a row in the middle of a season is is potentially potentially something that's going to tank it uh, so I think I think it is. Um, I think San Diego's beatable um, but they're they're definitely still scary.
0: yeah for sure. Um, just just a comment about being at the bottom of the Eastern Conference this team, this organization, the staff, the coach, these people are not bottom dwellers not at all. Um, so it, it's surprising to see them there but it's still early days. You know what I'm saying? We've got a ways to go here. So I would be shocked if we continue to be at the bottom for the next couple games. I would be totally – there's no way.
1: 100%. I agree. And that's a motivator, right? Like that's – you know, I talked a little bit about San Diego, you know, bouncing back off a a loss to a team like L.A. as a motivator. But the Free Jacks, you know, uh, you look at that table and you're not where you want to be, and that's a big factor for you as a player.
0: And I'm sure that they're looking at that and saying, you know, we're better than this. Let's go out and show it on the pitch.
1: Hundred percent, and I agree that they are. I think we have uh, a ton of really high quality people, both as you said on the on the field and in the office. That's right,
0: for sure. Um, You know, transitioning into our opponent here, um, San Diego has some injuries. They're chewed up big time.
1: They are, yeah. It's as as much as I was looking forward to seeing Chris Robshaw. Uh, playing rugby in MLR Uh, I'm glad he's not this week yeah
0: (laughs) Uh, I feel bad for Nate Osberger uh, that injury hate to see it Um, could be a factor in our game you know with him not on the on the pitch there Uh, just a shame Uh, season injury season injury he's an injuring injury there and um, he's an eagle, so it, it hurts even more from the USA standpoint. But uh, yeah,
1: absolutely it's a it's a big it's a big blow for San Diego, and it's a it's a big blow for USA Rugby too. All all the best wishes for him on a, a good recovery from that. Yeah,
0: uh, the travel to LA because they're playing in LA this week. Um,
1: yeah, after- back to the Coliseum. Yep
0: this country is so vast. I remember hearing it on a podcast many, many years ago. I'm a soccer fan, uh, not as much as a a rugby fan. I'm a huge rugby fan, but uh, I do like soccer. And I remember listening when I was in college, as a matter of fact, so this must have been one of like the first podcasts around, uh, World Soccer Daily. I just pulled that out of my brain. Uh, That's the name of it. It was old, old podcast. But I remember it was two English guys who now live in the United States back then. And they were talking about, you know, it's such a shame because we, You know the country is so vast. So if you have a team from the East Coast going to the West Coast, you're not going to have a lot of fans traveling because it's just so far away, um, and the travel on your body it just eats you up. So yeah, I'm I'm concerned about that. But uh, again, this is a team that is beatable. San Diego, Uh, they've got a lot of injuries. um, So what is your keys to the game? Just one key.
1: Um, one key is going to be. Uh forwards showing up big time in the collision hasn't been a problem. I'm not worried about it, but they're going to, I can promise you they've been talking about it. They know that they have to cover um not just Wu Wuching, but also Tamalau, the eight man, um, two back rowers who uh are two of the best carrying forwards in the league. Right. Put them on the same team. You know, one, one is a problem. Two is a conundrum, mm-hmm. right? It, it's going to be tough. Uh, they're really going to have to come up into the contact area to neutralize those guys um, who are really fun to watch. So keep an, eye on the, keep an eye on the back row for San Diego. Probably seven and eight is what we'll see for Wuching and Tamalau. Uh,
0: Sam, uh Sam Wuching, what a, what a story he has. This is a guy that played American football, was on scholarship at Washington, was going to get drafted. I repeat, going to get drafted. So the chances of him being a millionaire playing American football are pretty high. Yep. Um, you know, he was going to have generational wealth potentially. And he said, you know what? No, I'm going to go back to my original love rugby. and I'm going to play in this American uh, professional league. My hat's off to him literally. Uh, and what a player he is for sure.
1: Yeah, to- he, he is. And he is somebody who is incredibly fun to watch. Tamalau will run you over, right? I mean, he is just huge and strong and is going to bring it to you. 110% energy every time, but Sam Wuching Um, is a little bit like Hamish Watson, where he is just so good after contact. His hips stay square, his legs keep driving, and he is just going to keep moving down the pitch inexorably until somebody finishes the tackle and gets him to deck, and it usually takes two guys.
0: In American football, that's uh, yards after reception, and his is probably pretty big there with the meters. Um, My key to the game is the scrum has to get better. It didn't look great against uh, D.C. Um, That's my thoughts on it. Um, I don't know what needs to take place, but um, it didn't look very good.
1: Yeah. It's difficult to die. Not that I'm an expert, but it's, you know, I did play tight head. That was my position. I love the front row. I love the scrum. Um, I like all the weird forward stuff. Uh, It's really fun for me to watch. Uh, It's also the part of the game that I feel like I understand better usually. Right. So backline flare is fun, but like I said, everybody appreciates somebody hitting space. You know, it's a lot harder to appreciate the position of an elbow in a, in a scrum or something. I, I, I can't tell you exactly what the Free Jacks need to do. Um, the uh, footage is just like not there for you as a fan, right? Uh, even if I had the expertise, I don't know that I would be able to bring it to bear. Uh, but we are seeing a lot of collapses, uh, just a ton of collapses down in DC. Um, it's it's a problem. It generates penalties. Uh, it's also not not real safe for the guys. You know, I mean, you, you get used to scrums collapsing, but. Uh, You don't you don't want to see two collapses every time you you have a scrummage. Um, I I think that usually problems in the scrum are fixable. It's such a technical area that usually it's a technical fix. Um, And so I I think it's very doable. I don't I don't know that it's necessarily a player quality issue. Um, I think that. Uh, we have a really solid front row, especially that, that starting front row. I love our backups as well. I love, I love everybody uh, back there.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it does, it does need to get better. Um, hopefully clearly we're seeing some tweaks. Like we saw Larson back in the, in the back row for the last couple weeks um, with uh, uh Jackson and Ronan getting some starts right. Um, and, in the locks, um, with Josh back, back in the backs. I'm, I'm really curious to see the roster this week and see what, what it looks like. And if coach Martin is, uh, planning on changing anything up. Um, I don't, I don't know what I would do. I'm not in training. Right. So I don't, I don't have a hot take or anything, Uh, but I am curious to see what, what shape that's going to take this week.
0: They need to figure out the dark arts that is scrummaging um, the, the tight forwards there. Um, and just for fun, real quick. Uh, so I'm, I haven't, you know, I haven't, we have never met uh, yet.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. We've, we met on this Zoom call. Yep.
0: So you've told me what you played. Can you guess my position just by?
1: Ooh, this is particularly tough because I can't even see like your body type. Like I can't even really tell how big you are, but. uh
0: I played in years, so I don't know if that would like, really
1: help. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm, I'm going to guess 12. No, no, not a center.
0: Nowhere close.
1: Nowhere Uh, close. All right. uh, So low work rate. Where's the low, where's our low work rate? 12 centers have to run all over the pitch. 13 is the ultimate marathon position where you just run around the whole time. I learned that when I started coaching, I tried to put a player at 13 and, and my, my back's captain came over and said, he he just can't run that much. That's there's strange. there's just no way he's gonna run enough in 80 <laughs> minutes to play 13. And I was like, okay, duly noted.
0: Right on. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna put you out of your misery here. I played uh, lock. I played four.
1: Ah, oh. that was my first position. Like a lot of forwards.
0: Right on. Yep.
1: Yeah, I started at lock and then moved to loose head and then over to tight head as I got uh older and and larger
0: yeah same here man same here as a matter of fact Uh, but yeah slowest pace on the team tallest guy it's so strange (laughs) yep
1: yep it's 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 funny how that works i like uh i like second rows it's you do i actually had a note about uh um uh ben mitchell who is a second row for san diego uh, because he's a good, he's a pretty, pretty solid uh, running forward as well, and it's rare to see a second row who delivers there. Not because those guys can't do it, but second row is so much work. Yep. Anybody who's not a forward really doesn't understand. I will play prop over second row all day, every day. I'd rather play two games at prop than one game at lock, um, because it is you're just deadlifting uh and and squatting the entire other team every single scrum um and it's just it's just exhausting so so to see anybody like ben mitchell who can do that and run really smart lines keep his pace up you know um it's pretty cool for
0: sure okay final uh point here we got to get down to the score prediction for the game free jacks visiting san diego in la um Final score
1: before I tell you mine. Hmm, I think I'm gonna go on the optimism side, and I'm gonna say the Free Jacks stitch up that system defense a little bit. They they fix the scrum, um, and they manage to hold L.A. or sorry San Diego um, to twenty points, Ooh. and they win. With 24 points.
0: Ooh, we're so close. And by the way, I love the positive, positive uh, approach to it because I have the same thing. It's time to win a game. Let's get back to 500 rugby. That would be great. So I've got the Free Jacks 28, San Diego 17. Nice. Uh, and from my lips to God's ears, hopefully, we need this one. Come on, Free Jacks. Let's freaking go, man.
1: Let's ride. Yeah.
0: All right. So I appreciate your time, Dave. This has been awesome. Uh, Hopefully we can do it again very soon. Um, And as they say, let's ride.
1: Let's ride. Thank you very much for having me. You're
0: welcome, my friend. Have a good one. You too. All right, y'all. That was Dave McVeigh. Hope to have Dave on in the near future. Also, I I just wanted to mention real quick, I did... uh, Shout out Baxter Brewing uh, earlier because I was having one of their delicious beers. Not a sponsor, but Baxter, if you want to reach out to me, check me out. Uh, give me a call or actually just email me. I uh, prefer an email. Thank you. Uh, JacksRangersShow at gmail.com. Putting out there into the world. If somebody wants to sponsor like a great company like Baxter, come on. Uh, we're, we're taking sponsors. The The, the applications are uh, they are wide open. The opportunities are wide open for this to uh, to get some sponsorships. So yeah, if you if you like what you're hearing and you want to partner with me, I'll I'll sell anything. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be great. Next up, of course, uh, we've got Spider, the man, the myth, the legend, super fan Spider coming on and joining us uh, on the very first ever Jack's Rangers podcast. So um, before we get to my boy Spider, I wanted to mention, uh, hopefully this will be a reoccurring segment on the show. I wanted to mention uh, of course, like I said, Free Jacks ties into the American Revolutionary history of New England, the very rich history. Jacks Rangers doing the same thing. Uh, I wanted to mention uh, today an American Revolutionary War history, actually this is pre-war, but in 1773, the British Parliament passed the Tea Act. The act eventually led to the so-called British Tea Party, or excuse me, the... <laughs> the Boston Tea Party on December the 16th of 1773. I can't believe I called it the British Tea Party. But yeah, uh, one. I got a quote here for you as well on the website that I'm looking at. The God who gave us life, gave us liberty at the same time. That's our boy Thomas Jefferson um, with that Revolutionary War quote. And without further ado, we've got Spider coming up in an in a interview right now. Here we go. Hello, Rangers. This is Phil Harris from the Jacks Rangers Show. I've got the man, the myth, the legend. Spider is here with us as our first special guest. Um, we've got we've got some beers here. I got Baxter Brewing Company. We're gonna crack these bad boys open and get this thing on going. Yeah! yeah. Woo! All right, all right. Tastes so good, doesn't it? (laughs) Excellent, excellent. All right, so um, how did you get the nickname Spider, and should I call you Mr. Spider or just Spider?
2: (laughs) Uh, You can call me just Spider. I got the nickname Spider my uh, first year in college. I lived in the dormitories. Okay. And the walls were about, you know, this far apart. Yeah, yeah, So I would run down the hallway and jump up in the air and catch myself on the walls and walk on the walls Wow. And I'd like go above people's doors and like knock on their door and they'd open it like look like what the heck? By the third or fourth time they'd look up, they'd go oh, friggin' spider. <laughs> so that's how I got the nickname.
0: Spider is the perfect nickname for that uh, that situation there for sure. Yeah, I
2: lucked out. I lucked out with a lucky nickname, you know. Sure. And it's a
0: cool nickname too. Some people get terrible nicknames and they're stuck with it for life. Spiders Oh yeah. Name. Yes. All right, next one here. Um, where are you from? I can tell by the accent, okay? <laughs> but uh, give me specifics, and are the rumors true that you're now living at Union Point Stadium?
2: <laughs> I am from Lynn, Massachusetts. I, I am not living at Union Point Stadium, although I would love to. I mean, that place, <laughs> I could, those inflatable domes, you could hang out in there and get some work done.
0: Perfect place for a spider,
2: you know? Yeah, you could hang out there all day long, man. Heck yeah.
0: What is your origin story with rugby? Um, how did you find rugby?
2: I found, I went to North Adams state college in the early nineties. And, um, again, back in the dormitories, one of the guys that lived in the dorm with me, he w- he was a uh, rookie for the rugby team. And I was like, geez, Hey man, you know, maybe I'll check it out. And right there, that spark ignited a fire and it's burned in me ever since. That's
0: beautiful, man. That's cool um kind of similar I actually found it pre-college when I was 17 years old as like a junior or senior in high school and I was just browsing on the internet one day and I found rugby I was like oh this is cool let me look into it a little bit and then I bought a ball on eBay um so and the rest is history Uh, I played for Carolina rugby um down there in South Carolina and now you know I'm a huge Free Jacks fan just like yourself and what brings you to Massachusetts uh, I actually live in New Hampshire, uh, the Granite Outpost, as I like to call it. I've been here for 11 years. I love cold weather, man, so this is a perfect place for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I spent some time in North Conway. I would summer up there in my college days. Nice. I still go up there from time to time. I've actually
0: got a question a little bit later on here about your favorite vacation, so we'll get to that here in a minute. Okay. What position did you play?
2: Wing. All right. only the winger, man. There you go. I mean, D3 college wing I didn't get the ball a lot but I I didn't score a lot of tries I didn't score any tries yeah but neither. I stalked a lot you know that's yeah. that's part of the game man that's sometimes right. you get it, sometimes you don't
0: that's right that's right absolutely um do you know your founding member number have they told you what your specific number is for the founding members
2: um I got it somewhere in my vast chain of emails from the free jacks yeah yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I I I'd like to think it's number 69 there you go. <laughs> That's he said. Once you found remember number sixty nine. You know they're like, okay, whatever.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so, what have you been drinking lately? What are you into in terms of? Uh, do you drink any craft beer at all?
2: I have drank everything under the sun. All right. <laughs> I prefer, you know, my, uh, not macro brewery. Yeah, macro brewery, the yeah. large brewery. You know, I would like Miller Lite. I've drank everything. I've drank, you know, IPAs and you know, Sours and, you know, there's a brewery in Lynn. I go there all the time and, you know, they got a Pearl that I like, the uh, Bentwater Brewing Pearl. It's a a good drink.
0: Cool. Um, What's your favorite vacation, White Mountains or the Cape? Which would you prefer?
2: Oh, White Mountains all day long.
0: Me too, man. Me too. I'm not a beach guy. I'm a mountains guy.
2: I mean, you know, the wife and kids like the beach and you see bikini-clad ladies in thongs and stuff. That's not bad, but, you know. (laughs) I prefer the mountains. There you
0: go. Where does your passion for the Free Jacks come from?
2: My passion for the Free Jacks comes from having a professional Boston sports rugby team. And a team. Boston. You know, once I saw Major League Rugby was forming, I was like, oh, Boston's got to get a team. We got to get a team. Yeah. And I saw, I remember when the um, the Rugby United New York was having their inaugural year before they were playing the free jacks they had a game at harvard stadium against the uh, mystic okay yep first professional rugby match in boston's history mm-hmm. which uh, you know i went there a bunch of other rugby guys i'm familiar with went there Very but we were already see that and once we saw that i was like all right i uh, boston or new england's gonna have a team within the next year and then two months later i saw the announcement
0: Yeah, I was so happy myself. And by the way, it's not Rugby United New York anymore. It's actually Rugby United New Jersey because they have to play in New Jersey like a bunch of schmucks. Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing in uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, yep. Mm Mm-hmm, Yeah. Following in the footsteps of the Giants and Jets calling themselves New York, but they're actually in New Jersey.
2: Why? Is it because of uh, COVID or just –
0: I think they've tried to find any venue under the sun um, in the city – and then, like, in at the state of New York, and they just couldn't do it. So they had to go to New Jersey.
2: Wow. Because I saw that game. You know, I watch all rugby games on the rugby network. And yep. You know, I'm a big fan. i watch anything, really. Yep. Well, rugby-related. And um, I saw that they were playing on a baseball field.
0: Yeah, that was uh, last year at uh, MCU uh, Stadium, which is in Brooklyn, right there in Coney Island. But there, are, I think what happened was is either the Mets or the Yankees are using that as an alternate site for COVID. So they're not they're not allowed to go there right now. So it it kind of sucks. They were without a venue for a a while, and then they got this place in New Jersey. So, yeah.
2: But going back on a favorite vacation, I did go to the Las Vegas HSBC Sevens the last year they had it in Vegas, and that was a great time. Yeah, that was.
0: I went to Vegas for the first Free Jacks professional MLR game against New York, and I was the loudest fan there because they absolutely whooped New York's ass, and I was having a blast. I was sick as a dog. It wasn't COVID, thank God, but I had gotten, like, a really bad head cold. And, um, yeah, but I was still there cheering. Actually, uh, Magglesby and Eric, the owner, came up to me and was like, great job, man, you're doing a fantastic – so we chatted a little bit because just because I was so loud. It was very cool. Yeah,
2: they're great. I mean, yeah. they're really – I I don't know. Are you a founding member? Yes, sir. Yeah.
0: Founding number number four, as a matter of fact.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I Uh, I don't know what, but I I say 69.
0: That's great. Um, Founding, uh, excuse me. What's your favorite player on the team? Who's your favorite player?
2: Well, I got a, a lot of favorite players. I mean, there's, but out of all of them, as far as, you know, all around Player and personality. I think Josh Larson is, you know,
0: the captain, man, yeah.
2: and the captain. And he he's joined us. We have a weekly uh, virtual pub. We do a Zoom every Friday night with my rugby group, who guys I played with in college, all alumni. That's cool. Most of us are founding members. So every Friday night we have them. Sometimes, you know, we throw out the invites. Alex Magalby has joined us. Kyle Sequera has joined us um josh larson has joined us you know they'll sit in with us for an hour or so i mean we go on for like four or five hours but oh, i'm sure yeah. know, we were lucky enough for them to join us
0: that's so cool man i mean what other pro- professional organization would you say that would do that i mean it's it's, it's just rugby man it's just these guys no, are humble. Cool. they're they appreciate the fans so much you know it's, it's really cool
1: it
2: is it's like like no other sport really
0: for sure um, this is not criticism at all, um, but this is just, you know, constructive feedback. What match day improvements would you like to see for the next home game?
2: As far as playing or as far as, like you know, the venue, the way it's set up, any, you know, feedback? Um, I don't know, man. I, I thought it was great. I mean, right now it's, it's good to watch it develop. It's in its infancy. I mean, I got there early. And you know they granted me access to go and take some pictures and make a few videos and stuff, That's cool. which was great. I mean, I, I love the fact that it, it is it is so young; it's in its infancy. Could you imagine going to a, a Red Sox game, a couple hours early? They let you in the park and walk around and take videos, pictures. No, no, that won't happen anyplace else. Yeah. I actually I actually like how it's raw, yeah, and in, in, in its infancy, you know, it's right. yeah. Like I'm gonna, I was I got there early, and you know this alexander magleby was putting together a freaking picnic table before the match and i'm, I'm watching him like sitting there, I'm drinking a beer I, I wanted to go help him but i had a beer in my hand so uh,
0: <laughs> you know the and, cool thing about mags is he's not a stiff at all he's not some suit <laughs> that's all sterile and he's some executive for the club like he's, he's
2: on man guy. hands on for sure for sure
0: uh best hair on the team in your opinion who's got the best hair
2: Oh, i i gotta say kyle sequera's got the best hair for know, sure the, for the sure. mullet stash. oh yeah oh yeah
0: i agree a thousand percent if i could grow a mullet i would have it brother but i'm follicly challenged you know what i'm saying i'm losing my hair so it sucks
2: uh, oh he's got some high hair yeah he's, he's <laughs> got some height on his
0: <laughs> that's true um who is your MVP so far in the season, and why is it Dougie Fife? That's my favorite player, so I, I got <laughs> to get to Dougie. Who do you think? I,
2: I would also have to say Dougie Fife. He's on fire right now. So I good. Mean, he, he's all over it. He's everywhere. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what's interesting about that is his last name is Fife, and that was a Revolutionary War musical instrument.
2: Yeah. The little, is that
0: a coincidence? I think not, man. It's destined. It's it's in the stars. I, I Let me see. Here's I. Play the fife. <laughs> so how much did it cost you to get that outfit together? And where did you get that stuff? I, I found these.
2: These are on Wish. Believe it or not, they're on Wish. And they're on Amazon now. But like a few months ago, I had to, no, like a year ago, yeah, I had to search for them all over the place. I was lucky enough to find a, uh, a place online. And yeah. now they're on Amazon. They're on eBay. They're like 20 bucks. The hats are at the Army Navy store. They're right. like bucks. So all said and done, you can, you know, dress like you're a Free Jacks fan, revolutionary guy and look like Spider and join the Fighting 69th Regiment. <laughs> <laughs> so when I go, I just hand them out to my buddies. All right, here's a hat, here's a shirt, here's a hat, here's a shirt. So we all go in, you know, walking in a bunch of uh, Revolutionary Wars.
0: That's awesome. So is that the official um, Spider Squad name, the, the Fighting 69th Regiment?
2: Yes, I think it is because it's, you know, I, I found these pins again back on. Oh, no, that's the, that's not this one. There it's you a little go. 69. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So I said, hey, you know, that was my number when I played. So I did a little research. The Fighting 69th is actually out of New York. It's an army regiment out of New York, okay. but it has roots. It was founded in the Revolutionary War from like the, the Fourth Cavalry or something. Okay. So the Fighting 69th parent would be you know squad a a squad i forget i can't remember because i do so much online research
0: yeah actually so the name jack's rangers comes from witscomb's rangers it was a part of the new hampshire line back in the uh, continental army days so yeah but cool connection
2: nice. i was wondering where, where it came from
0: yep. yep so direct ties to the revolutionary war so much rich, rich history around here regarding oh, it is all right, so what do we got next? It says, uh, "What team
2: or teams do you dislike in the MLR, and why?" Get me started. I, I, I just uh, you know, I just can't like the Gilteenies. I can't like any Gilchrist teams. Yeah. It's um, if if he named them like anything but after with his name and a drink, yeah. you know, yeah. I could be like, all right, you know, it's it's the Warthogs, it's the Bulldogs, it's the whatever. But come on, dudes! You know, naming teams—I mean, I, I call the the Guillotines. I call them the Guillotines.
0: Okay,
2: block it. Um, you know, yeah. I'm so, you know, but hey, what am I going to say? And the Gilgronies—I just call them the Jabronies. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, yeah. So the Jabronies and the Guillotines. I'm surprised you didn't throw
0: New York in there.
2: Well, you know what? Um, I—it's not like baseball. Where you ha- you you hate the Yankees? Is the the evil empire? You know, mm-hmm. it's rugby. I they you know I when they came and played Harvard, they would they had a drink up afterwards. So mm-hmm. we all went to a bar and you know, hung out with all of them, and then we you know we drinking beers, singing songs, and it was just like you know just like a yeah college rugby social. Yeah, I suppose it would be like that with the Gilteenies and the Gronies Right, but I haven't partied with them yet but if i do i i I may change my tune on
0: there you go
2: my favorite teams okay so if they come to town again i stay at the same hotel they do and if they want to rock after the match i'm down man
0: open invitation from spider to uh, to rock out after the game yep cool all right so i got just a couple more for you here other than the Free Jacks, what other pro sports team do you support the most, and why?
2: I'd have to say it's a, it's a toss up between the Patriots and the Red Sox. Okay. I mean, I've been a lifelong Red Sox fan. I'm I'm suspicious on my hats. Like I only I buy one hat a year. Okay, and, and I only buy it at a game I go to in which they win. So if I go to one game a year, I don't get new no hat. But back in the day I used to go to like, you know, 15, 20 games my had season tickets yeah. and go all the time. So I, I spent a lot of time in Fenway Park.
0: Me and my girlfriend about 2 years ago um, got some monster seats during a game against the how was it the Rays? It was so awesome, man. That that's like the best seat in sports, I think the monster seats.
2: I I I had so many stories about Fenway Park, but one I uh, happened to go to back back then it was Boston billiards. I had had, I got four tickets, in my uncle seats, mm-hmm. I'm bringing two, you know, three of my buddies. So we're there having beers, so they say, all right, we're going to have a contest to see who can get ticket upgrades. I'm like, all right, you know, a couple beers deep, let's go. I end up, you know, we, we do a, a couple competitions. One was like, all right, everybody say why you should get the ticket. So I, you know, I say, I made up this song on the spot, sang the song. <clears throat> and then they said, all right, do something else. And I did that. And then the final thing was, you run from the, from the bar to Fenway Park and find somebody's giving away Blue Diamond Almonds and then run back. Whoever got back there first wins tickets. Okay. So I go out of there, you know, I'm half in the wrapper. This is against some young college dude. I'm like, hey, man, you, you in good shape? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm an athlete. I play ball. I'm like, shit. All right, well, let's see how this goes. We go running. He takes off. So I'm just like jogging down the street, going all slow. Blue Diamond Almonds. I go, hey, thank you. Walk back, smoke a cigarette. Have a beer, go in the bar. I get the tickets. Right. Little did I know they were front row on the. There was a Sox Yankees game, so it was front row, Whoa. right behind the on deck circle. So
1: Jesus. I was
2: like within arm's reach to Derek Jeter and all those dudes. That's
1: incredible. It was
2: insane. What a story oh. that is, huh? Very. Cool. Oh yeah. Is this much more to the story? But I just abbreviated a whole bunch of it for you, so for uh, time's sake. That's the Cliff Notes version, right there, folks. That is the Cliff Notes version. All right.
0: So um, this one final—I keep saying that—but this is pretty much close to the end here. Um, one word association. So I'm going to say one word, and you—I'm going to say something, and you tell me one word that you that comes to mind. All right. Here we go. So,
2: Mags. Mags. He's cool, man. School, Josh Larson. Josh Larson. He's a big dude.
0: <laughs> the
2: Eagle. The Eagle. Nice hair, man. It's like a style. Union Point. Union Point. Beautiful. Beautiful. Dougie Fife, my boy. He fight fast. Rooney. Rooney. Not bad. Hey, not bad.
0: Guiltinis.
2: Guiltinis. Sour
0: expensive I agree. I agree it's the worst name in sports for sure
2: for it sure. certainly is it's uh, then the merchandising just poor you know you know what are you gonna buy your child a shirt with a martini on it
0: you know yeah my co-host dave is like kind of embracing the guiltini's name he's like oh it's cool marketing i mean they probably drink martinis there instead of beer because it's la i'm just like okay bro i i ha- if i was a fan of them i would be embarrassed by the name i really would People would be hammered.
2: If that was around here, if they say, OK, the Free Jacks, instead of, you know, Free Jacks Ale, we're going to make it a, a hard liquor drink. It's, you know, Jack Daniels and, and Pepper Jack, whatever. So it's something with a Jack in it, you know, okay, some yeah. ginger ale, Jack ginger ale. OK, so they're handing out Jack and gingers to everybody in the stadium. People would be hammered. Yeah, hammered. for sure. That might be, well, that might not be too bad, but. <laughs> Speaking
0: of which, uh, Rangers, if you see Spider at a game, buy him a beer, please. And and oh. say, listen to the podcast and the show, and we would appreciate it. Spider, you are a real treasure, man. You're, well, you're, thank you. You're, you're welcome. Um, so, you know, I appreciate you coming on. Let's do this again sometime. You are awesome, dude. I appreciate your passion. Uh, oh. your loyalty to the, to the Free Jacks is really cool.
2: Well, thank you for having me. You know, I'm just, I'm just glad that we have rugby in New England. Me too. You know, professional rugby. Hold on. Rugby's always been here. Oh, yeah. But professional rugby. There's, there's been, you know, Mystic's a really talented club. There's a lot of good, good clubs around here. But to be on the professional level and to be able to watch it on TV, to be able to expose all the other people, to, you know, the rugby network's great with that. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, giving it away for free for everybody to watch. Yeah. And that, that's big for the sport. It's going to grow the game.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's so exciting. And, uh, you know, I was so, I was so happy that, that they uh, decided to, to come to New England here, at the Free Jacks. And it's just going to be so awesome to continue to go to the games after the pandemic and everything that's happened. You know, going to Union Point, it's, it's like a sanctuary for us rugby fans up here. So um, I'm sure I'll see you at the game on the 8th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, you know what we say here at the end of these videos, two words, let's ride. Y'all, how cool is Spider, man? We're uh, we're lucky as a fan base to have such passionate fans for the Free Jacks. It it was great talking to Spider. What a dude, man. Legend, absolute legend. Um, How about as a fan movement? We approach the organization and say, hey, Spider is our fan ambassador. What do you guys think about that? Rangers, let me know. Um, Send me an email. And uh, if we get enough steam on this, we'll we'll approach the organization and say, Spider is our fan ambassador. I think that would be really cool. So send me an email at jacksrangersshow at gmail.com. Right before we wrap everything up here, uh, got a couple of quick things to mention. I've got some breaking news: the Jacks Rangers Show Club is now loosely affiliated with the uh, the show. So, um, and what that means is that we will have access to players and staff. Hopefully, Mags as well. Uh, love to to chat him up, but you know we'll have players on as interviews uh, in the future. So I'm excited about that. Very cool. Also, just keep in mind, the podcast is not a monarchy. I am the host. I'm the voice of Jack's Rangers. But this is a constitutional republic. Let your voice be heard. So questions, comments, critiques, pointers would be great. Input on the show. Send me an email, jacksrangersshow at gmail.com. I would appreciate it greatly. Um, this is the a culmination of a dream. Shout out to the Spain's rugby sevens team that qualified for the 2016 Olympics. The captain in the famous interview crying, saying this is the culmination of a dream. Well, this is too. I posted on Facebook to the supporters group um, when the first home game was. I took a picture of the pitch uh, with the players on the field. and I said this is a, a culmination of a dream. Um, and that was and this is too for me. You know, I'm living a dream right now, being able to talk about the the, the free jacks on this forum, if you will. So very cool. Just keep in mind, Rangers, uh, we've got a free jacks game this Saturday, May the first. That is at 7 p.m. Uh, it's unfortunately a tape delay. It looks like on Nessun Plus. So for our international Rangers out there, free jacks supporters. Um, I believe you should have no issue with that, with the rugby network um, when the game actually airs, which is supposed to be 5 p.m. Eastern time, if, uh, if I'm saying that correctly. Let's not hope for a win. Let's get a win against a banged up Legion team, and let's get back to 500 rugby and then kind of sort ourselves out from there. So thanks for listening in. Send me an email at show at gmail.com, and let's ride. Huzzah, huzzah. Huzzah!